So I mentioned earlier Alteryx uh, rising big time in today's session, a big mover, if you will, this coming after uh, the company's latest uh, quarterly release. We want to talk a little bit about uh, the company, the earnings, the interesting IPO path that this data storage company took this year. Dean Stoker is chief executive officer at Alteryx on the phone from Irving, California. Uh, Dean, nice to have you here. Uh, stock, uh, first of all, i got to talk about earnings because stock did rally up about 14% in today's session. Walk us through the quarter and the outlook for the company, if you may. Uh, yes, it was a, a great quarter for, for Alteryx. We had uh, revenue uh, at $30.3 million, up 52%, uh, 77% growth in our international business, 54% uh, growth in, in our uh, total customer base uh, period over period. Uh, there's almost nothing not to like about what we what we've posted uh, 134 uh, net retention. So things are good, and and uh, you know we're we're uh, bullish on the future. So I'm anticipating that the kind of metrics that we saw uh, in this most recent quarter they'll continue for the rest of the year, looking into 2018. Well, I, I think I would advise everyone to to look at the analyst reports and and uh, take a look at consensus. That's probably uh, the best way to to view it. Uh, uh, check our earnings report. Uh, we did give some guidance for uh, for, for uh, Q3 and 4. But you feel good about the business in terms of what you're seeing from your customers and in terms of lining up new customers? Oh, of course. The the market for self-service data analytics is uh, opening up more and more every quarter. The emergence of chief data officers uh, arriving on the scene, especially in Global 2000 companies, uh, is refreshing. Uh, nobody wants to limp their way to greatness in the analytics. They want to, <laughs> they want to be all in and get the get the uh, networking effect of people, data, and technology to to drive business forward through analytics. You guys have an interesting story. You did IPO. You're up uh, about fifty six percent since that IPO earlier this year. Um, tell us a little bit about how you guys uh, went about going public because you did stay private for some time. Uh, we did. It was a, uh, a twenty year old uh, overnight success, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, we were, you know, being a, an entrepreneur uh, in Orange County, California, is maybe a little bit different than uh, entrepreneurship in in the Silicon Valley. We we were very disciplined in our approach. Uh, we were self-funded for 14 years. Uh, we, uh, after 14 years, we knew the market for self-service was opening up and that it would be uh, a land grab. Um, we raised 163 million through three rounds. Have an amazing group of, of VCs that. Uh, have helped us get to the, the, the public sector, and, and uh, uh, now we're on a new journey. It's, it's kind of like uh, the same all over again, but we now have some strategic capital for uh, acquisitions, two of which we've uh, made this year, uh, one pre-IPO and one post. And uh, the team is excited, and we see lots of opportunities ahead. Dean, by staying private and doing things kind of on your own and staying private for two decades, what did that allow you to do? Well, it allowed us, I think, to to have the luxury of of uh, adjusting when we needed to adjust and uh, doubling down on spend when we saw the opportunities and holding back on spend when we weren't certain of of where the market was was going. Uh, the The whole generational shift in enterprise computing has been an interesting one, and and in some sectors it's moved very very quickly. In other areas, it's moved more slowly. Uh, we actually, I think, we're waiting for the big shift in the in the analytics space mm -hmm. uh, for a long time, and uh, it opened up in in 2014, and you know, pedal to the metal. What kind of customers do you guys have? Because I think you know we're in such an uh, environment where we talk so much about 
the information, the data points that are out there, and everybody's trying to figure out kind of how to sift through it, make it useful, make it productive for their companies. Your customers run the gamut. Well, they, they do, and we're, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, we're really about putting the thrill back into problem solving, and we do it in almost every industry, uh, from financial services, where we see banks doing derivatives modeling, to retailers who are, who are doing uh, a replenishment modeling to improve same-store sales. We're seeing it in risk, in fraud, insurance, uh, manufacturing. And so the, the customers are pretty much everywhere. I, I, I would suggest that uh, anyone who's not uh, developing a data and analytics culture in their company needs to, to worry because uh, data and analytics are the things that actually will make the difference between winners and losers. Do you see, from your experience, any industry that is kind of behind the times with this? Just got about 15 seconds here. No, I, I think everyone's stepping up. People, yeah. you know, a lot of companies went to, to sleep industrial giants and they woke up data <laughs> and analytics companies and, and they're they're rushing to, to catch up in many cases. And yeah. Uh, we are there to help them. Whether they like it or not, right? They've got to embrace all the data that's in, out there. Dean Stoker, thank you. Chief Executive Officer at Alterix, uh, on the phone from Irvine, California, uh, with customers like Audi, Coca-Cola, and Hyatt. Uh, this is Bloomberg Radio.